and recording. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Another episode, but I don't know though. Did you miss me? No, no, Varnell Hill. Did you miss me? That's <laughs> favorite. Did you open with a Martin reference? I sure did because I was watching Martin before I came over here. Was you? Mm-hmm. the show, man. Yo, Martin we- was so like, like Martin owned the 90s. He did. He did. For three seasons. Um, them last two were ass. I like people like that that know when to go away. Yeah. That it's like Martin owned the 90s, early 2000s even. Yeah. Was doing big movies and then just kind of slipped off the scene. That I hope he's somewhere spending his money. Yeah. And enjoying himself. Because when you're making these TV shows and stuff, you don't really get to enjoy, enjoy yourself yeah. and enjoy the money. Because yeah. it's just coming in, it's coming in one end and going out the other. I was going to say he fell off the scene because he uh, got on to drugs. Huh. You remember the, the, the he was... He I that. didn't want to talk about all of that. I like to remember Martin and his good moments. <laughs> uh, I, I believe he would say, uh, get to stepping. There you go. Get to stepping. Yeah, all right. I'll be laughing because here in New York City, for those of you listening, there is a Friends exhibit. Is it a Friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Friends, a Friends experience. Like the TV show yeah, Friends. Friends. Experience. Friends experience. So there's a whole building and like you go in, I guess, and experience Friends. And if, I'm going, if, if you don't have a What life. about the Martin experience? I love this. I love to go to the barbershop. I like to go to that. But I wish it was just Mar- the Martin experience. A dude that looked like bruh man at the front. <laughs> you hand him $50 and Martin stands on the other side. And when he opened the door, he go, get to stepping. <laughs> so you come in and you go right the fuck back out. <laughs> <laughs> the Martin experience. <laughs> get to stepping. Remember in you. the Looney Tunes when they had that door that like, and remember they would like, someone be chasing them. They put on a disguise. Yeah, charge true. 50 bucks on the sign. You pay to go through the door and the other side be nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just fall straight down. The Martin experience. <laughs> <laughs> Get to stepping. He loved kicking people out, man. That's George Jefferson too, for those you remember the but Jefferson. But no, you, you, you spoke of Martin here, so so yeah. I'll, I'll uh, preview a little bit of what we're going to get into here in this episode, which I'm sure which before that, we're going to get into your trip to uh, Texas. Yeah. Here. So you're going to tell us a little about that. But we here, but you... I don't know, though, your co-host, Avery Mason, Phil Hunter. This sh- Sorry, this is your first time listening. That's who we are. Avery Mason, Phil Hunt, we in the house. Go ahead, Phil. But you mentioned Martin in the episode that he had, and people forget. Remember him waving a gun in traffic? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, had on like a sweatsuit or something in like 100 degree weather that Hollywood drives people it does. crazy, especially it does. black people. It does crazy. It does. I don't even like to say crazy. Hollywood, you're trying to stay sane. It, it it takes you out of your known and puts you in the unknown, and then you experience things you'll never experience before. People giving you all kind of drugs, like acting all different type of way. And like I mean, like my my guy from actor, uh, you've been on a hit TV show, so yeah. you can say a little more than I can say to that world. That it's like I'm within stand up, and there's not a well, stand-up's its own crazy world. Right. But there aren't, like, million-dollar budgets and whatever on the line that it's like, wait, is that the director doing coke? Yeah, <laughs> just go, hold on, how's this whole set running and he's doing cocaine or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to, 
to say that to lead into what we'll get to later, inevitably, which we haven't even discussed what we're going to discuss. Nope. But I know we're going to get into some Kanye talk. Oh, my God. So remember Martin and that episode that he had, which, like I said, we're not going to call it going crazy, trying to stay sane in a crazy city. He had a mental break. I feel like he had a mental break. I don't think it's who, Martin? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a better so term to use. A lot for of pressure. Thing. But I, like I said, I think it's more of trying to stay sane in a city full of crazy people. That mm. it's like y'all dealt with Weinstein. Yeah, because because Dame Dash showed you how to deal with Weinstein. He sure did. When he he said somebody smacked him. I think did he say he smacked him? I can't he remember. Sl- I think he slapped him. Somebody slapped him. <laughs> he slapped Dave. Slapped him. You know, rumor has it. So it's like that's how you handle that. I don't know what all this. Writing letters and uh, blogs are. Nah, you get the pause. You tell the cousins, hey, him right there, and then bam. <laughs> but uh, let, uh, let's go ahead and backtrack a little here. You yes. To, uh, we, we, we took a small hiatus. A little hiatus. We were unable to record because Avery is Mr. International here. That's right. I've been traveling, man. I went to Texas, man. It's, it was great to get out of the city. Austin, Texas. All right. You ever Austin, been? Never been. It's a nice town. They say it's weird capital, and I didn't, I didn't see nothing weird except that there was no violence. Well, what I hear about Austin is that it's it's an interesting part of Texas because it's a transplant city, actually, because there's a huge tech community there now. Like, you know, yeah. it used to be, what, uh, Silicon Valley? There is, and that's now, true. you know, after the pandemic, a lot of people fled to, you know. Yeah, Austin. They um cheaper and more spacious places, so a lot of companies are investing it, in. It looks just like New York. Austin. I mean, it's not as many buildings, but the way they're developing down there is just like New York, where where there was once like grass and trees. Now they're building apartment complexes and mm-hmm. business buildings. Even downtown was like, wow, this look this looks like this could be like Chelsea or something. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea in New York. Well, something. every downtown looks similar to New York. All the buildings get taller all of a sudden. It's the second you leave downtown. It's like, oh, I'm yeah, certainly yeah, yeah, not yeah. in New York because I'm from Indianapolis. And yeah. Downtown, yeah, it's similar to New York. There's some tall buildings, but the second you turn that corner, everything gets small again. Real you country, know, yeah. Front the city. <laughs> Whereas in Manhattan, all the all buildings of it, are big. Everywhere. Like, you know how it is. You see the tourists staring at the wrong building, taking pictures in front of it, and you go... I ain't even got the heart to tell y'all that's not the Empire State Building. <laughs> Just a building on that a is corner. Not the World Trade Tower, man. But if you think it is, that's go right on the head. That's Ebbets Field. What do you do? Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, no, Austin was good, man. The food was good. Uh, you, you, you would have been proud, bro. I put sauce on my. I had um, as soon as I got off the plane, my cousin took me right to this restaurant. Beef ribs, pulled pork, pork ribs. Okay. Just beef. a heaping. Uh, Thing of coleslaw, heaping thing of mac and cheese, man. Like, oh, that sounds good. Just some sliced, um, we call that, uh, not steak, it's like, uh, sliced brisket. Brisket, thank you. This guy. Talk about a man that don't Yo, but you, barbecue. But what I mean, what, what, what do you call that? <laughs> I was going, what do you call the most tasty thing on earth? <laughs> you, you see me moving my arms, so you knew exactly yeah. what it was. I was like, this brisket, though, they put that barbecue sauce, a little tangy, a little heat. I identify Ooh. as a fat boy. So That's right. My inner fat boy got real, real mad at you pretending not to know what brisket was. Yo, the best part. 
Once they had it, when you pull up, like, you, they don't have, like, a menu menu. You got to look at what's on, the like, cooking and be like, that, 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 <laughs> that. Is that the sausage of the month? What was the name of this spot? Remember, I you don't remember. Up. I gotta look it up. You don't remember Brisket's name. You nah, don't remember I remember the restaurant she was in. I mean, we just sat down. Even but us- that's very cookout style. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the grill and see what, what you want. want. We'll, we'll figure it out. And then they're like, "What's the price? We'll figure that out too." Yeah, just what do you want here? They weighed the food. That's how we paid. You gotta weigh your food. So if you're a fat ass, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. But if you want like some uh, some diet eating, you should be out. It's not that expensive. The, it was, like was crazy because brisket be sliced so thin, but uh, then when they weigh it, you go, damn. How old are you? 10 pounds of brisket. 10 pounds of meat? 10 pounds of brisket. That quick. But, you know, best part for me, just other than spending time with my cousin down there, he surprised me. He took me to a Pusha T concert. Okay. Well, you know, from the clips. That? Pusha T was good. It was Just Blaze, open from the DJ. Just Blaze did this thing. You know, he plays his hits, all the ones he produced. Mm-hmm. And he starts off the show by saying, all right. Now, if you over the age of 21, make some noise. Woo! You over 30, make some noise. Woo! And as he keeps going up, the numbers, the, the amount of people wooing gets smaller. Mm-hmm. So he goes, yo, anybody over here over the age of 40? And I was like, woo! And it was just like echo, echo, echo. <laughs> Nobody else. So I'm like, all right, I know where we at. He played like five hit songs. I knew all the words to. Like the millennials, Gen Xers, who, not Gen X, mm-hmm. the Gen Z there. Silence. Yeah. I mean, he played Mob Deep. I'm turning up going, yeah, da, da, da. Just quiet. Now, fast forward, some some rapper named IDK comes up. Okay. IDK, like the initials on our on our mm-hmm. show. Uh, he comes out. I have no idea who he is. Whole crowd turns up. They know all the words. Yeah. He comes over to me with the mic. Hey, get away, did it. I'm just like. <laughs> I just looked at him like, yeah. I don't know what this is. That's the beautiful thing about show business and showmanship that, you know, and we see it a lot in comedy that, you know, sometimes it's like the parents came to see Sinbad. Yeah. And the kids came to see, you know, the younger comedian that's on the line. Yeah. So. Bringing something, man. Something for everybody, you know. Man, just, just so quiet in there on my end. He was, he put the mic in my face to say the lyrics, and luckily there was a girl who was screaming who knew him, so she yells into mm-hmm. the mic, like next to me that I didn't look like I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, that's dope. But just Blaze, yeah. he's one of the underrated producers. I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, for our era, obviously yeah. we know what he meant to Rockefeller and that whole team. I would like to think he finished his set with what we do, right? It was one of the songs he played, yeah. I know it was one of the songs he Simon played. Simon Says, but... What We Do. He had a... Yeah, what We Do is... Played a couple of the Diplomat songs that he made. Joint, uh, for those of you listening that don't know what we do, which, how are you listening to Spot if you don't know what we do? Uh-huh. But Beanie, uh, I almost said Beanie, but they're the same motherfucker to yeah. most people. Uh, Freeway. Freeway and Beanie and uh, Jay-Z. We there, still hustle till the sun come, come out. Crack, crack a 40 when the sun go down. It's a it's cold winter. It's a cold winter. winter. Y'all dudes better bundle up. For like Burlington Coat Factory by now. <laughs> it's a cold winner. At winter. Burlington Coat Factory. Yeah. But yeah. That shit was all right, though. That joint is an anthem. He had, he had Simon Says. Um, which, speaking of Kanye, it's one of the best things I think I've ever heard him say, which he should talk about music more. God bless. Yeah. But when he talks about music, that dude smiles from ear to ear. I, I hope when I speak of comedy, I, I get that excited. But. I wanted to say he was talking to somebody one time about the difference between a hit and a classic. Mm-hmm. 
That's mm-hmm. like that song. What we do on the charts? A, it probably never went past nah, twenty five yeah. on the charts. But it's a what are we? Fifteen years later, yeah, and we're yeah. still like, yo, that song. Yeah. Whereas there was some insert Ja Rule song here yeah. that was number one or three on the charts from that year, and it's like nobody yeah. plays that. Holla, holla. I can't tell you the last time I heard Holla Holla. Yeah. is actually one of his hits that I do like still. Yeah. But then Whereas then, there was a bunch of foo-foo with some oh, with random singer yeah, 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 yeah. that it was just like, uh, yeah, man, I forgot they even made that one because it sounds just like the other one. Yeah, no, so, right. yeah, the difference between a hit and a classic. What we do is a classic. That's a classic. That it's like a lot of people had hits. You know what he was talking about at the time was he was talking about uh, Jaquan of all people. Mm. Which Jaquan, for those of you who don't remember, here come the two tipsy. Hood Hop, Hood Tipsy, hop. Yeah. all that. Yeah, Tipsy was the song I was looking for. He was saying, you know, that song got, you know, X yeah. amount of spins. But oh, he's yeah. like, I feel like it's the a joints hit. I made this year while last that. And... Here we are, 15, 16 sure years did, later. Sure did, sure did. He is correct. Absolutely. When was the last time you heard Tipsy? When I was in the club at like nine, and then he didn't play the whole song. He just mm-hmm. played the first three bars and <laughs> on something else. But, uh, I mean, he made his money, Jaquan, but where's Jaquan at now? No, no, no hate, respectfully. Where's Jaquan? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not. How was uh, but, Pusha T, though? Yeah, Pusha T, uh, man, you know what I love about Pusha? He's a hustler. Like, he works hard. He's, he's he, you know, at his craft. I just wish he would switch up the the song, the subject matter. Every song about pushing white, pushing weight. He sold me the dope. He didn't sell me the dope. I had to flip this cake. You know, sometimes yeah, I wish he's he... redundant. Right. That's... But that's what is admirable about him is you go, you've been rapping about the same thing for 20 years. Consistently. And you don't. You get tired of yourself. No. You keep finding new Do ways. Do talk about talk cocaine. About <laughs> I stay with the white. Call me the Pope. You like? I'll no. be in the kitchen all day cooking and bubbling. I wonder if when he says these bars, he goes back and look like, have I ever said that about white? Stay with the white. Call me Ashy. You yeah. like what? <laughs> but no. Sometimes when he's talking about flipping pies, I wish yeah. it was like cake. You know, yeah, like that's apple. so funny to me is that obviously, you know, clips came out, you know, 20 years ago almost mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Don't quote me. But grinding, which is a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Malice. No Him ma- and Malice are brothers, which, yeah, he's now no referred to. It's no malice. No malice. Um, it's a good name change. Malice. They were raised in the same household. They're brothers. Malice quit and matured <laughs> and said, I, I think the last thing I heard him say on the Clips album, which, which album is this? Till the casket drops. Yeah. He said something. I, I wasted so much time stunting for folks. All this time I was stunting my growth. But then he said the thing about which I can't, I'm not going to quote this correctly because I'm not really a biblical guy, but he said something about being poor, blind, wretched, and naked and something about he's back on track due to the Lord's GPS, but this is what I wanted to say. The next thing I know, (laughs) he just quit rapping and went to church. So it's like, I know their parents have to look at them and go, 
I raised both of yeah, you. And, and one of you yeah. is like, yo, I'm going to go be with the church and yeah. we're going to do this thing and try to lead kids down the right path. And the other one of you is just like, Flipping I'm going to triple down yeah. on what I've been doing. Ounces which and is ounces. rapping about cocaine. Yeah, he don't he don't rap about no violence. He just rap about... <laughs> he do rap about violence in there. I got to listen because all the songs he did at in Austin was, it was... First of all, he did a diss record, which I believe was directed at like... Wayne or something like or um Drake, right? Yeah. On top. Then everything else was drug. All her was drugs. Mm-hmm. Don't dealing, dealing, pushing the white. I ain't she was on, which actually speaking of Kanye, some of his finest uh work. work is him on Pusha T's album stage. Yeah, yeah. His as much as people would like to say the quality of his rapping has slipped, the production his has production not. has not. All them records on a new one, that, um, it's yeah. not it ain't dry yet or whatever yeah, it's called. It's Yo, almost those, dry. Those, yeah. those records is crazy. Those that's a good that's a good yeah, I mean I do love, beats bro. Uh, <laughs> let the smoke be sitting there knocking let my the smokers shine the coop, which so push a tea diet coke, which there you, you go. Know, to yesterday's price is not today's yeah, price. Yeah, yeah, that one, yeah, that's the fat song. Joe quote. But he... On that, he says, my workers compensated so they don't strike. See, so that's why I'm like, dude is actually pretty slick. Yeah. That's why you're like, yo, he doesn't have a violence. Yes, he does. You just aren't catching it. It's slick. It's slick talk. All here's a dope talk. It's just amazing, like I said. And that, like I said, and I think, I think Pusha might be older than No Malice. So you go, but I think that represents... That represents two people in life, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody out there listening, which person are you that? I think there are people who recognize they've been wrong, mm-hmm. you know, at around 35, 36, mm-hmm. and they start to clean themselves up and correct themselves. <laughs> there are people who at 36 look around and go, nah, the rest of y'all been wrong, <laughs> and I'm going to keep doing this shit. Like, keep doing me. do not change and do not grow. And I think there's beauty in both people. There's yeah, beauty absolutely. in the person who changes and grows, and there's beauty in the person who goes, you ain't never changed. This is what the fuck I do. This is my time. For 25 years, you know, and that's the yeah. person you bump into from high school, and they're still talking about the same shit from high school. And 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 he's doing it at a high level because they all knew the words to them records singing about drug game and dope dealing. But I feel like, you know what you feel? That also, there's rappers that just rap about money. So if Not they yet. can exist in a world where all they can talk about is money, all they can talk about is shooting people or guns or whatever, hey, there's room for Pusher to just talk about how to make the product, how to distribute the product, and how to properly make sure that your corners are well stocked like a fridge. <laughs> Did we have enough milk and flour? Yeah, that we can make this dope. You know, like, did he really live that life? And if he did, like, I mean, he got out of it at a younger age because they was rapping. So how much experience could he have in I the mean, drug game? That is you know? something that we would have to talk about on this episode that I guess I'll go ahead and lead in, which unless you live under a rock, obviously. Kanye mm. um, has been doing some interviews, to say the least, right? Yeah, he's been doing some interviews, but now that we're talking about Pusha T and Malice, let's just go ahead and lead into this, that, because we're talking about how wrong rap is, that I'll start up top with the statement of, if you're a Jewish person or, you know, connected to that community and you're offended by what he said, then I understand. Mm-hmm. But nobody that's connected to rap culture or black culture is going to tell me that they listen to Kanye and they're offended. 
because there's so much wrong shit that we listen to yeah. within the culture that it's like, that wouldn't even rank within the top 100. And that's the part that's been kind of making me laugh about some of this is like, for a rapper that won a Grammy for a gospel album last year, mm-hmm. he sure is causing a lot of fucking trouble. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> just like we talking about no malice of like, he went that way to the Lord, and you go, oh, okay, that's dope, man. You grew up, growth, there's growth in that. No trouble yeah. for no malice. Yeah, he's been... Uh, but fucking Kanye double down. Is like, you know, starting a school for the kids, went towards the gospel, and you go, all right, man, this cool. dude cleaning is... his act up. Yeah! Oh, okay. I thought, like, okay, he's cleaning the Sunday act up. Service. And, and mind you, and, and this is important for me to say, Relative to rap and rap culture, mm-hmm. when we say cleaning his act up, it's not like he's ever been caught with guns. No. He's never caught a case. I mean, obviously, there was the paparazzi dude whose camera he broke. But you go, after somebody take 10 million pictures that you told him not to take, wouldn't you slam a camera too? Yeah. But I'm saying relative to rap where we've got dudes who, you know, Snoop Dogg beat a murder rap. Yeah. You know, guys who've gone down for crimes against women, we'll call it. Crimes against women, whatever. Uh, you know, just multiple things. So many crazy things. I mean, look at Mystical. Yeah. Hell, R. Kelly. Yeah. You name them. That it's like, you know, so many guys that have gotten in trouble that when people talk about Kanye, I think it's always important to provide the context of that man has done nothing criminal. All he's done is said some things you might not like. He might have taken a picture with a guy who, who they refer to as number, number 45. 45. <laughs> and we ain't talking to Michael Jordan out of retirement. Not at all. We talking Trump. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, let's let's keep it in perspective, just, especially relative to right, rap it's culture. Just, okay, it's just wild. This is, that's the same guy that said George Bush doesn't like black people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, Kanye, you, you speaking up for our brothers and sisters. And now here we are, how many years later from Hurricane Katrina, and you'll be here talking about slavery was a choice. White lives matter. I was just like, what is what's going on here? What happened to you? Which man? that that shined a light on some of the hypocrisy of, you know, the world world around us that, you know, all the deals had to get canceled when he spoke of one community, but when he spoke offended of another, the other community, the black yeah, community, yeah, nothing. no one cared. Nothing. It was just like, ah, keep printing the shoes. Who that's, cares? That's the first thing I noticed because when he so, said what he said, everybody, no, it was silence. Everybody was like, oh, he just needs help. He's, he's you know, he needs therapy, blah, blah, blah. Hit boys, fast forward to the interview, now, all these stars on Twitter, we're all watching you, Adidas. What are you going to do, Adidas? Adidas feels pressure. But so. I don't like... And here's one thing I hate, the mental health thing, that it's like, why every time this man say something that you don't like, you have to portray it as... Crazy. Oh, he's going crazy, as we mentioned earlier with Martin. And like I said, I actually don't think these people are going crazy. I think they're going insane. That they're trying to maintain their sanity in a world full of crazy people. And what I mean by that is, like I said, when you look at Martin, that it's like, yo, does anyone else see this shit? This shit has driven me 
to where I'm trying to stay sane. Everyone right. else over here is fucking crazy. I have a question for you. You What's saw you saw you saw the documentary, three part documentary on Netflix about mm-hmm. uh, Kanye called Genius. Now, part one on the come up and his rise, normal. Everything is fine about the brother. There's no question that this guy is a star, a future star. His drive, his hustle, and he looked healthy, whatever. Now you get to part two. What happened between part one and part two to make him where, you know, you're saying he's going sane. So what was he in part one when he was on a rise? He wasn't, was he sane then too? Part two. Like, Are you asking me or are you telling me? No, I'm, 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 I'm asking you, like, just in. What do I think? Yeah, because you said you think he's going sane. So what no, was I think, he? I didn't say in particular that he's going sane. I think what happens, like, okay. You remember the real world sketches? Yeah. Like, okay, Chappelle has to show the mad real world. Yeah. And, you know, on the Chappelle show, he, you know how he presents his sketches. He comes out and says the old running joke about the real world was that you would take eight white people, put them in a house, then put one black person yeah. in the middle of all of them, and then by the end of the season be like, he's crazy. For those of you who are listening, yeah. and we're going to show our age on this one, but remember the comedian, is it David Rayborn? Ray Bond? What was his name? Because he yeah, was, one, close, of Chappelle's, he was yeah. one of Chappelle's friends, actually. He was from D.C. Yeah. And remember, they put him in that house and made him look crazy. Yeah, David. It was David, yeah. I remember he pulled his pants down to uh, <laughs> to, uh, to to make himself like seem less harmless. Yeah, to the David girls. Ray Bond. Yeah. And I mean... He was uh, stinky in House Party 3. I yeah, remember. yeah, 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 yeah. And that was kind of a cool role in House Party 3 with Back to Martin. And then remember, they would always make fun of him. Bilal, I think Bilal. was his name. Was Dragon that? Breath, yeah. I think Bilal. so, yeah. The skinny DJ. guy. Remember, he liked big girls in the show yeah. or whatever. I'm recommended by 9 out of 10 dentists. Because <laughs> he said she could floss with him. But, so that was the running joke, right? Uh. So I think Hollywood is a lot like that. That you take this one black person who's from these areas and these places that it's just like, you know. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're saying as he started being around more of these people, he starts kind of losing. No, I think you're trying to hold on to because everything that they're telling you is not how you got here. So for Kanye, like I said, I think it's it's not that he, you can't, you, you could, I would ne- never say that he's went crazy. I don't feel that way. You would almost have to think he was crazy this entire time or he's acting normal. I'll take either answer. He's acting like normal Kanye because if you watch that thing in the beginning, he had to be a little, I don't want to say crazy. I, I hate that word. He had to be very full of himself and very confident to ever get to becoming Kanye because they kept telling him, well, beat makers don't, don't, rap, don't yeah. rap and don't make good albums other than Dr. Dre. Yeah, well, there was no one before him that succeeded as a beat maker. You know, Swiss this. Beats album comes out the year before his. Yeah, and flops. Yeah, it was all features. So I remember that album. Swiss Beats the monster and all yeah. that. So you know, yeah. So I'm saying he had to be very disconfident and the same person yeah. that it's like. Just because you don't like what he's saying now doesn't mean he's a different person. When he took the mic and said. 
Yeah. You know, George Bush doesn't care about black people. You yeah, like that. Got, got flashes of it. Yeah. But just like we're talking about, you know, no malice, that there is Swift. growth, and then there is Pusha T. I think he's more Pusha T that he's tripled down on who he is. Yeah. You know, he took the mic from Taylor Swift. Yeah. What did uh, President Obama say? He called him, he's called him an he's ass. He's a jackass. He's a jackass. So you either, to me, felt like this guy's a hero or he's a jackass. And I think he's maintained that. It's just different topics. And I think he's grown that the enemy might not be, the enemy might be cancel culture as he sees it now. So, you know, and even when he was arguing with Sway, it was like, listen, because I'm an outsider to the fashion world and I love him going back and admitting Sway did have the answers. Because I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, you know, when he was just protesting Gap and fighting to get out of the Adidas contract before the interview. Yeah, yeah. Before the, you know, what people say was anti-Semitism or whatever that he was just speaking of trying to get out of these contracts that it was like, yo, he, um, <laughs> he, how do I want to say this? It took him all this time to learn what Starberry knew from Jump. Which remember Stefan Marbury had sure the clothes, did. he made yep. them for cheap, sold them for cheap. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and even Russell Simmons spoke out to say, yo, when we obviously modeled our shoes after, you know, shell toes and, you know, my brother made my Adidas, which Russell's always going to remind you what Run DMC did to the game. Mm-hmm. But he, he wrote it in my bedroom. You know how Russell <laughs> talk. But <laughs> Russell, you know, always in them damn yoga poses. Mm-hmm. But he was like, yo, then we made the fat farm. He was like, we invested in our own factory, so I know Kanye would do the same. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what Sway was telling you of like, Adidas is only going to let you control so much. They're going to control your name, image, and likeness. I want to be careful about people calling him crazy because... You think it's more of just thinking outside of the box? Yeah, and I think that's what you where you have to be to become a black billionaire. Well, here, that here. you you have to be super confident and brash, and you have to be willing to tell people you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I mean, he can and do like that. he told we got plenty of black. Yo, hold on, hold on. We got plenty of black billionaires that ain't doing that. No, uh, Bob Johnson, Oprah. I, I'll, you know, I'll you know, get to the bad side. Bob, like, Oprah from Chicago too. So like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying it's just but like different, but different, different rules because. Kanye got there by being outside the box. He makes college dropout at a time when Get Richard Die Trying is dominating the airwaves. Who else is dominating? Jeezy. Trap yeah, or yeah, die. Trap or die. So yeah. I'm saying these are two very criminal elements. You know, one guy who's been shot nine times, the other guy is can't ban the snowman. snowman. <laughs> and they're banning his t shirts. And Kanye's over here like, I went to college and here's a teddy bear. So I'm saying he's always been counter whatever was going on within rap culture. So even now he's counterculture that like you're saying Oprah that it's like, yeah, but you can't just act like Oprah's a rapper. She's not. She's not an artist, so to speak. There's an art to what she does. But Bob Johnson, even a businessman, and I and I will say, I don't like the Kanye how do I say this? One is I don't like that he ducks behind mental health because I think last time he kind of apologized. I'm off my meds. And it's like, yeah. stop, bro. That's disrespectful to people who are on their meds or people who are really bipolar that don't say things that like you're saying. But 
also hate that he sometimes will get very pro-black when it's like, bro, you surrounded yourself with the Kardashians. Yeah. That yeah. was your choice. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'll always be like, look how they doing the black dad. And it's like, hey, bro, you chose that white woman. They didn't tell me what the <laughs> birthday party was. I had to call somebody else and find you out. You chose that Armenian white woman. But it is what it is, when, bro. When you talk about his mental health, I also don't, I, I, I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. And not for your reason. I mean, my reason is I think he uses it to help him get out of business deals. Like you alluded to the Adidas deal, mm-hmm. which he's been trying to get out of, and the Gap deal, which he did not like. And so now, here, I mean, I'm a conspiracy guy, so here's my conspiracy. Kanye was only anti-Semitic to get out of out of his Adidas contract and out of that Gap contract. There are better ways to get out of contracts. And this is why I'm saying, so one, so that I gave you the good side. That's the defense of him because I feel so many ways about what he's been doing and saying. Yeah. But I think when you see, like, how they're canceling the school Donda yeah. and... Telling the team they can't play scholarships, teams yeah. can't play. It was very irresponsible of him as a leader. Because to me, and, and there are artists who choose not to lead, you know. That it's like, bruh, you you can't be this fucking emotional. You're a billionaire. Yeah. So you make moves behind the scenes. You don't need to always be out front speaking, saying a bunch of shit that people gotta decipher. You know, and I think he could have chosen his words better. It's like you, you know, if you just say black people, people are going to get upset. Yeah. So when you single out an entire religion, people are going to get upset. Be a man about your shit. And I'll say we see this a lot of times in comedy. You'll see someone post something, something. Bookers and promoters need to get it the fuck together, get their shit together. I'm sick of late payment, but then you'll start seeing bookers and promoters go, was it me? I'm bookers and promoters. And then people will start going, yeah, fuck Gina. And then Gina goes, why'd you say Gina? So it's like, say who you're talking about. Yeah. Don't name names. Name names and be specific. And that's what he should have done. You know, if you have a a problem with Dame Dash, we'll say Lior Cohen is a culture vulture. He did say that. He so didn't, he didn't say uh, so, all ARs. Yeah. Are, so say if, who you have a problem with. Don't say bankers. Say this specific person who works at the bank. Yeah. So he was trying to be general, I think. And it's like, yeah, man, you've pissed everybody off now. You should have just named the person you're talking about, which it's like, you know, man up. And like I said, don't be irresponsible. That It's like, bro, you got athletes, you know. Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown, who you were starting this uh, Donda Sports Management, which you got to love that it's headed up by uh, A.B. Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you mean the motherfucker that quit mid-game last year? In the middle year? of the game and walked off the field. That's who you got heading up your sports department. Was O.J. not available? Uh <laughs> Be another guy. Shit. Was Gilbert Dante Arenas. Stall worth not available? Gilbert Arenas was like, what, are, what are we doing? Mm. So yeah, but they had to say, hey man, we can't be down with the team anymore. Like I said, you got kids that go to a school that the school is being 
And, and, I, I have a problem with that. Like, why are they like punishing being them. punishing them? They got nothing but to do they, with but it. But we know this is how the world works. Well, he, he represents like, uh, this guy. We don't want nothing to do. You can't play in this tournament. They got to shut the school down. They shut the school down and talk about they going to open next year. Even then, whatever his branch of Adidas is, you got people working for you. So it's like, you know, Michael Jordan had a point when he said politicians buy sneakers. That it's like. Now, me as an artist, I don't play by those rules, but I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. But for Michael Jordan and for that time, I understood because, man, that's not my world. I'm focused on pick and rolls. Mm-hmm. And we see what the hell is happening with Herschel Walker. That, <sighs> that at some point, I don't like to think that all athletes are dumb, but mm-hmm. hell, some of their asses are dumb. Well, so sure. it's like, so it's like, if, what if you keep asking Michael Jordan to speak up on issues? And then he spoke up, and he sounds like Herschel Walker. Yeah. Now what? Now you're going to be like, hey, you don't know shit but football. And that's what's funny is, you know, LeBron will speak up, and the uh, conservative whites will be like, shut up and dribble. Because remember, the woman literally told him, shut up and dribble. Yeah. And then, you know, Herschel Walker speaks up, and you'll get a bunch of liberal black people being like, shut the fuck up. Shut up and run the football. If y'all haven't been listening, we we talked about Herschel Walker on the podcast before. He's a former (laughs) NFL player. We were talking about CTE. Go back. There's a couple of the the archives and episodes. It's there. Uh, So now he's running for governor versus, uh, what's his name? Something? uh, Warnock? Yeah. yeah. We're not going to act like we we know Georgia politics. We know Warnock. uh, Herschel Walker's down there with a badge. Mm -hmm. Stacey Abrams is down there. Stacey Abrams. You know, so but that's who that is. If you're listening, overseas, Mike keeps showing up, but you don't know who that is. But yeah, it's like eh, you know. So, like I said, I think Michael Jordan. I think our parents' generation really understood what was best for us, which was hey, we do not talk about politics. Because you open Twitter now, and it's seven a.m., and somebody's just like, yeah, threatening people. All if you support people. this person or if I see that you follow, and it's like you can't be this fragile. Worry about your community directly mm-hmm. and the people you deal with. And and that's the thing I like to see Kanye. I, I do appreciate that he donated to George Floyd's yep. family. But then he said what he said. Yeah. And it's like, well, I value the actions more than the words. You gave some money to the foundation. Wear your White Lives Matter shirt. I don't care. <laughs> You don't care. I don't care. saying that. That's crazy. I don't I, care because, like I said, within rap culture, that's what was disappointing about Drink Champs. You go, Kanye did, I think, five interviews. Yeah. You Nori know, said he had them all because he felt like, like he owed him something. And Nori is a backpedaling idiot that it's like, bro, I respect the show so much and love Drink Champs as a platform. And I loved him as a rapper, Nori. Mm-hmm. But you go, bro, you call yourself a super thug? And Kanye's the one whose interview you deleted. You know, between you and Vlad TV, it's probably about five criminal cases that have been <laughs> indicted. And y'all ain't deleted them damn episodes. Yeah. So for you to delete your episode, when Kanye did Drink Champs, then he did like Tucker Carlson, Fox News. Yeah, yeah. CNN with uh, Cuomo, Chris Cuomo. And there was another one, Pierre's Morgan. Yeah. The only person that took their interview down was Nori. Yeah, they all left theirs up. Yeah. So you go the white man, the only person can profit off of Yeah, tr- you know, uh, this yeah. hate so called hate speech. Yeah, drama. That I'm like, come on, bro. We we look weak. And Nori, you're on Diddy's network, which is called Revolt. 
So, you know what? This, this shit is called Toby now. Your name is no longer Kunta and there is no Revolt. Uh, that's, is, that's what Revolt spells backwards. is Toby. Toby. You fucking delete it and then like I well, said. Well, he, he's like, afraid of the backlash is what it is. He's afraid of being canceled. People going no. there, they ain't afraid of the backlash when they talk about killing each other. They ain't afraid of no backlash when they talk about selling dope. They ain't afraid of no backlash yeah, when they talk that, about well, literally any other thing. That's the problem. The, the, so I don't want to hear The it. lines between what's real and what's fake are becoming blurred nowadays. So when when stuff like Kanye does what he does, I guess, no, I feel like it's real life. And then the shit they talk about on the records, that's not real life. Right. You, you but but let's not just act like it's records. Yeah. You know, Lil TJ, you know, the rapper, he got shot, I think, seven times. He's yep. back out here performing that it's like... Ain't nobody gonna tell this kid, hey man, slow down. No. Slow down. And I'm saying, no one's concerned with what led to that. We don't pull those interviews down. We don't sit down and decipher those interviews the way we're deciphering Kanye's thing. We don't pull contracts when they go sit on Vlad TV and allude to who may have shot old boy that shot the other guy. Mm. So you go, that's okay? And people are really dying. You know, we lost PNB Rock last month. That it's like, and all of this is okay within the culture. But, Until, but you got to yeah. take Kanye down. Now, he ain't, like I said, he ain't shot nobody. Ain't nobody been shot around him. He ain't jumped mm-hmm. nobody, beat up nobody. Ain't sold no dope to no kids. Well, I just think, so, I mean, I, I agree with you to a Nori point. Nori looks crazy. I, I agree with you to a point, but I'm also going to say Kanye is responsible for his platform. There's a lot of people that watch me say, influenced by him, listen to what he say. And I just feel like he probably could be a little more responsible. Like, respectfully, I understand no, everything you said. Definitely. But I, I agree. There, there's a That's way, what I said. I feel yeah. two or three ways about what's been Way going to say on. what he said without saying it like yeah, that. Yeah, there was a better way to say it or to not but say it at all. What, what got but, me was then, like, two days later, then he's on the apology tour. Like, you know, somebody show ready with Nori? Um, Kanye. I haven't heard Kanye apologize. He apologized. Yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, he I'll apologize. I, right, I want to see. Look it up. It's on it. He did That's an what I don't like is when people take things back. And he took it back like, already. He did an interview. Like, I want to say it was the day after the Adidas deal got canceled. Oh. He did an interview with somebody and he's on there talking about so-and-so, you're Jewish. I apologize to you for what I said. I shouldn't have just, you know... Lumped y'all all in one thing yeah. together, like what and that's what saying. we were saying. And it's like, just say who you who you mad at, but just... speak on them. But this is what I'm saying. That interview that he apologized on is still up. So, like I said, I don't know why Nori is. Are you got scared? Yeah, he apologized. He got scared. Somebody owns you. Him. Ain't scared of all the guns and drugs. Him niggas sit down at your table and talk about. He named his. He, oh, he he he's. <laughs> He named his first album "Wall Report," but he's Come afraid on, to report bro. on. He's like, afraid to report on Kanye, like, but he's first. Out, and I'm not one of these guys that holds rappers <laughs> to being that holds rappers to being the same guys that they are in their rhymes. Because I'm a comedian, I joke, and I would never like somebody say, "Hey, that's a crime that you joked about." And it's like, motherfucker, I'm playing. These are characters, but. Like I'm saying, when the music stops, they go sit down and do interviews on Vlad, drink champs, whatever, and they start pointing fingers at real things that have happened. And let's be real, we can see the police reports too that some yeah. of these real things are happening. Yeah. You know, Fetty Wap got indicted yeah, for selling fentanyl, heroin. He was really the trap queen and yeah. king. Yeah. It was both him. You know yeah. that it's like these are things that have real consequences. You know what's our, what's our man from The Wire? Oh, um, Michael K. Williams. Omar Michael K. Williams died from heroin. 
So it's like, bro, these are real things that are happening. And yeah, these some of these are characters. Some of this shit is real. Yeah. So you should have more issue with these things than you should. Well, we gotta watch fucking Kanye. You gotta watch. But the lines. I wanted to say this that he gotta watch the lines being blurred. The line is being blurred, and that's the problem. That's where we come to this problem. This, nah, this that, line that, is that, like I said, he definitely he could have been more responsible. But what I wanted to say was when I when I was a kid. There was Prince. Mm-hmm. When I, you know, first whatever started watching TV, he was a symbol. Okay. The man had slave on his face. <laughs> what, what did we mention earlier? Martin running through traffic, trying to maintain his sanity mm-hmm. in a world full of crazy motherfuckers. Chappelle quit the Chappelle show. What did they start saying? Oh, this guy smokes crack. Yeah. They never apologized for that. So Chadwick Boseman. So I'm saying, well, that's completely different because yeah, that's completely different. I'm saying when black people quit. Oh, sorry, my bad. Deshaun Watson quit. Take it back, retraction. And you know, Deshaun Watson was clean before he said, "I'm never playing another game for the Houston Texans." Uh Next thing you know, uh, yeah, man, 85 charges. So. I'm saying that to say when Chappelle quit, there were no rumors of him smoking crack. They printed everywhere. He smokes crack, he smoked crack. So I'm saying that to say when Kanye speaks, I think it's important that we listen because I think we like to say, well, they're rich, so who cares? But it's like, these artists, we feel the way we feel. Anytime we complain, people seem to want to tell us, oh, shut up. Like, they don't want to hear about your problems from a mansion. And I think there is some truth to that, you know, a little bit when Monique spoke out that it's like, since they offer you 500000 to speak for mm-hmm. 30, for an hour, anybody with an hourly salary would take that job. <laughs> so I do think there's a little bit with Kanye speaking down of like, you got some rich nigga problems, bro, work them out. But we got to be careful, like when people tell Kanye to shut up and they remove him from platforms or deplatform him. I say, well, would you prefer he wrote Slave on his face? Yeah, you know, it was a different time when Prince did that. And that was... But, but, but it wasn't a different time. It's the same issue. Contracts and people... Because I think there is something, too, when you're an artist and you look across the street and, you know, you worked your ass off and the people who rep you, their house is bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. And you go... I made the hits. What did you? You weren't in the studio. You weren't with me in the gym. You weren't shooting with me. Yeah, you weren't with me shooting in the gym, bruh. All you did was took the ball and walked it over there. Fair enough. So to Prince, to Martin, to Chappelle, to all these different people, Monique, to all these different people that it's like, we got to stop calling people crazy, man. You're saying we just sit down and listen to what they got to say first. I'm saying would you prefer, because Prince, I think, was a silent protest. He just wrote Slave on his face, changed his name to a silent. Would you prefer this Kanye just write Slave on his face and shut the fuck up? That I thought that was a little weirder than at least Kanye came and said, and I mean, mind you, in Prince time, he didn't have podcast or whatever else, Mm -hmm. but... When I saw that as like a five-year-old, I'm like, huh, slave, that's not good. Mm-mm. You know, this guy's on stage with slave on his face. 
Yeah, we so, still got that. I remember that. You know, people prefer he shut up. So y'all write us and let us yeah. know. What do you I think? Prefer Kanye just shut up and write slave across. The I state. think a lot of people would just prefer he shut up and just handle his business. Maybe write say I think I think we he should be more honest about all that stuff he's doing. Like I think it's business. You know what I'm saying? Just to get out of contracts. It's probably an easy way to get out of contracts. You got enough money to buy yourself like a yeah, thousand Judge Matheses. in a more mature way. Taking on people's emotional court. emotional way. Yeah. And like I said, I think it was very irresponsible that he got the school in trouble. And I do think it's wrong yeah. if they're punishing the kids and stuff. But I mean, I don't think this is the, like he's going anywhere. I think he's going to be fine. You know I what I mean? It's like, funny. And we'll he's going to be just fine. Note that, uh, you remember Bill Burr? Yeah, Bill Burr did the joke about Kanye. Oh wait, I'm trying to remember. He did the joke about Kanye, which I'll preface this with. He compared him to here. We'll we'll play it. You want Bill to say it? We'll play it. Smart. Next time Kanye's going off on himself, I'm telling you, just close your eyes, forget it's him, and really listen to what is coming out of this guy's mouth. He says shit like, "I'm a genius. I'm a god. I'm Shakespeare." My biggest regret is I'll never get to see myself perform live. That's a direct quote. My biggest regret is I'll never get to see myself perform live. Dude, you put that ego in a white dude that is benign in this magazine. What's the blitzkrieg? What's the superior race? Vienna will return to Deutschland first. <laughs> Which, uh, I forgot about that. You're right. Which, uh, yeah, so Bill Burr pre- predicted uh, Kanye's last two weeks pretty much, which <laughs> which I'll say that, like, you know, Bill's obviously joking, which I love that Bill brought it back around by saying, thank God that dude is black because they'll never let him be, you know, more than an entertainer, basically, which yeah. that's the last sentence that I added that he should have added that basically, yeah, so... Which I'll say, you know, when he tweeted, I think, DEFCON, that it's like, that's a figure of speech. People Mm. really were acting like he meant violence. That you go, again, bring up this dude's, you know, criminal record, his track history, that he doesn't have any history of being violent towards anybody. And that's in the most violent form of entertainment that exists, you Mm -hmm. know. We losing rappers every day. So I think it's very irresponsible that people act like he had the nuclear codes. Nah, was... And then everyone compares him to Trump that it's like Trump had the nuclear codes. Yeah, so years. Trump tweets DEFCON, that's an issue. Yeah, now you get scared. Yeah. This is just a freaking rapper saying trying you know, to find figure of speech. Normal? Like we said, he could have chose better words, but no. Bill Burr, which <laughs> yeah, funny, man. He, he summed that up perfectly. I'm like, yo, he's got the ego that guy, which I love that, you know, they've been printing now that they have him marked as anti-Semitic that, you know, he used to mention Hitler a lot. And somebody goes, yo, you motherfuckers must have never heard of West Side Gun. Uh And West Side Gun's got all these different mixtapes where Uh he's like, basically, you know, how do I say, symbolizing Hitler. You know, Nazi uniforms and shit that he's wearing that it's like, Bruh, and that's that's my whole thing. We'll wrap this segment up with that of like amongst rappers, this doesn't even register in the top 100 offensive things. 
At all. Not even close. <laughs> Within rap culture. Um, I'll, tell so. you, I'll tell you what's offensive to me. What's going on here in New York? We got like 15 minutes. I don't know what... I made a joke about this on Twitter. About how everything that's happening in New York right now feels like someone's playing GTA in real life. Um, yesterday, somebody hijacked an MTA bus and took it on a joyride. Got on a bus with a gun, said he's being chased by by someone. Pulls out a gun, lets everybody off the bus, takes the bus on the joy rides, driving, driving, driving. Jumps out the window of the bus while it's moving. <laughs> and tries to break into another car. It's, that is, that's how GTA 6 starts. You get off a bus and you get out the car. Give me the car, bitch. Like, so the dude gets on the bus. Yeah. Pulls the gun on the driver. And then what happens? He takes the bus on a joy ride. So and he just took the bus a few stops. Did yeah. he stay on the route? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make all the stops, though. I know that. Now he dropped Somebody two. just got on and was like, back door. What's up with this bus driver? <laughs> Yo, not... What's that he's holding in his hand? Oh, shit. Is that like nine millimeter? Well, I'm going to press this bell four times. He's... <laughs> now, he ain't stopped once. <laughs> hey, yo. What's funny is New Yorkers be so wrapped up in their business, they probably didn't care. Wow, they so... I don't care who you are. You're going to get me to the stop. <laughs> I got to get to work. I'm going to Jamaica Ave. But the crazy thing, he jumped out the bus while I was still moving, which I was like, so the what was the Yeah, he jumped out the window. he probably didn't know how to stop it. <laughs> he just got on. And did and you know he yeah. didn't plan this whole thing through. It's, this is why I get confused with art imitate life or life imitate art. Because also in Grand Theft Auto, there's a part where you have to rob old people, and all that's been happening in the last two weeks on the subway, old people getting beat up and robbed. Nancy's Pelosi's husband—they broke into his house, whopped him up to, to rob him uh, on the subway. Some poor lady got that's knocked down. Personal Nancy Pelosi, yeah, maybe. Like... You might have upset somebody. You're going to be four guns today. And even your... Because even, even <laughs> if you had a gun, yeah. that wouldn't have happened to you. Well, even who we were talking about earlier, him, you know, he got assaulted in the village. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on in New York. Ah, it's just violent, isn't it? It's not regular violence, York, though. This is random. Nah, man. This 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 violence is... Uh, it feels like it's turning up. Yeah. Ah, you don't think so? As a, as, listen, as a cabbie, don't you feel... I mean, you may no. not experience it on on a normal basis, but don't you feel like some of the some things happening is getting crazy? No, it feels the same. I don't I don't like to do I don't like to make hyperbolic statements. So it's like, no, it's just as crazy as it was then. You know what it is now? We have more ways to see it because it used to be you turned the TV off. Now you're no longer watching the news. Now you're walking to the train looking at the citizens app, and it's like, yeah, somebody just got stabbed down here, and you go, hmm. Do I do that or pay that Uber surge price? <laughs> like, Nobody ever stabbed me in the Uber. I, I think I'll take my chances. But, but even so, a lot of stuff happened on the train that don't get But recorded. I'm just saying that thing has always been chaotic. That it's like, I think my favorite story was, was it last summer or during the pandemic? So maybe two summers ago, someone right out here at 110 on the 2-3 line, right there off Lennox Ave. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty much the first stop in Harlem. There was a naked man who got pushed onto the subway tracks, right? Yeah. Now, what was crazy was, or no, the naked man pushed somebody on the subway tracks, right? So then a good Samaritan helped this guy up off the tracks, then fought the naked guy and knocked him on 
to the tracks, and he got electrocuted by the third rail. But what I was trying to understand as I'm reading the story is, who was in the subway not paying attention to the naked guy? That like you let him sneak up and push you. Yeah, he must have been in his. And it was great because, of course, there's always what what uh, the Boondocks affectionately referred to as "black eyewitness man." <laughs> there's always some that that you know the old joke. Oh, is, oh they, they oh. look at the scholarly black guy with the vest and the yeah. uh, tie on and go, "Nope, dude that looked like he ain't brushed his teeth or combed his hair in two yeah, weeks." Dude, tell us what happened. Let me tell you what happened. I heard four gunshots. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. And then you just go, that was three, but I, black eyewitness, man. Uh, but, so, so no, there was this black woman who reminded me very much she had the energy of, uh, who's, who do we Sweet Brown. No. Who? Who's fucking Sweet Brown? Oh, Lord Jesus, there's the fire. I don't know who that is. Who you have heard, you, you know, oh, the video, where the, she was like, oh, Lord Jesus, there's a fire. No. I, I ran for my life, Jesus. You don't know oh, remember Sweet okay. Brown? No, I don't remember her. Oh, my God. Well, I said, there's so many black eyewitness mans and women's yeah. that is, you forget them after a while because it's just like, why they always pick the girl with hair rollers in? You see the sister over there look like she going to work. Yeah. Got the nice uh, and, suit. Pants suit on, like look proper and prim, and you go value. over here to the one with value. the yellow weed. I seen what happened. Hell yeah, I seen it. <laughs> seen the whole thing. <laughs> when naked man come running down the steps, I said, let me move out of his way. So, <laughs> God bless Charles Ramsey. Uh, We're going to have to rank one day black eyewitness man. Let's rank them. And one man. We're going to get the list together. We're going to get the list together because Charles Ramsey is high up there. I was eating my McDonald's. (laughs) And I said, I know that white girl ain't running a black man arms. Something must be wrong. No. Hold up, Charles Ramsey. If y'all don't know, he found the the kidnapped girls that have been missing for like 20 years in Cleveland. Cleveland. Which, uh, (laughs) so. Yeah, hide your kids, hide your wife. That's See, right. Antoine, Antoine Dawson. Dawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, hair undone. Anyway, back to the subway pusher here of the naked man. What was funny was they go to black eyewitness woman. Mm-hmm. And this woman very much had the energy of... Um, what is her name? Niecy Nash character. Oh, okay. In Jeffrey Dahmer series. Okay. That she's like, I've been trying to tell y'all. <laughs> she she goes, mm-hmm. He came up to me earlier, dancing and shaking around. I, I swatted at him, told him, get your, get your tail on. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she was saying he was naked. And you go, see, ain't, ain't nothing scaring the sister. She like, shit, I got to be to work at 8 a.m. Yeah. I'm already on my third write-up. I ain't gonna let no naked dancing man stop me. But yeah, she basically was like, I kept it gangsta. I pushed him up off me and told him, get on somewhere. <laughs> so then you go, what was this guy doing that he allowed a naked man? To but this is what I mean. Back to probably on his phone. Back to your story about the bus. Mm-hmm. That when you're like, you know, you're describing it like it was such a crazy event that only New Yorkers don't care who the hell stops on that bus stop. They just getting on, probably didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this guy doesn't have his uniform. 
Anyway, I need the uh, Parsons Ass Boulevard stop in Queens, so you know. You know, it probably did happen. People just got on the bus and just sat down and like, yo, does he make the turn here normally? So like I'm saying about this dude, this naked man, you go, what the fuck is so important that you ain't paying attention to the naked man? That's walking up to you, yeah. I and mean, you ain't got to make eye contact with no naked nah, man. Nah, but you know somebody's naked when you see it. And but you take, also, take a couple steps away. Like, let, oh. Let's acknowledge mm. the bravery of this man to fight a naked, naked dude. man. Because I, mean, I ain't fighting no naked nope. man. You got it, bro. You won, bro. You got it. I'm just running. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my coat at him to distract him. But then if you run from him, people don't think y'all dating. Domestic, because the naked men was running from Jeffrey Dahmer house. <laughs> they are gonna be like, oh, okay, this is some kind of foreplay they into. Oh yeah, it's some kinky stuff. This so, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Man, yeah, you fighting the naked man? Hell no, man. I'm out. You got it, bro. Throw what if he got one of your loved ones in the corner? You coming over? You're going to be like, hey, hey, uh, run. Yeah, yeah, you going to run. Yeah, run. <laughs> run. Meet me at the corner. Meet me at the corner. <laughs> Don't do Let her go. Don't do that as I'm running away. You know, I'm not. I can't. And they electrocuted his naked butt the third rail, which I've always heard in New York, which I very much respect the subway. Mm-hmm. I stay behind that yellow line, which I always do like. You know, a day or two after someone gets pushed, mm-hmm. everyone respects the yellow line and stays behind it. Yeah. But anytime before that, you see people just disrespect that yellow line, just stepping across it, looking for the train. I've seen kids in the subway. Hold on one second. All right. We good. There you go. <laughs> but New Yorkers would have noticed, bro. You get on the bus, you get in your phone until he makes a turn, and you're like, yo, he didn't stop. Yo, what are you doing? Like, people start hitting cars, you know. And say, yo, you hitting cars, bro. You hitting cars. Yo. And then pull out their phones and start recording. That's the generation we live in now. There's not nobody who's going to get up, you know, try to stop them, get involved. Like just... I said, I love that he jumped out of the bus because he didn't even think to ask before he pulled the gun. Hey, man, how you stop this thing? <laughs> but I think to curtail uh, events like that, because I say my, to myself, Many days as I go down in the subway, I look at the conductor and I go, yo, I want to drive one of these things. So I think this guy, it just his whole life, he might have looked and been like, I can't pass the MTA test. I've taken it four times. Hilarious. And I really just want to drive a bus. That's hilarious. Remember there was a kid who he was, they found out later that he was special ed. Yeah, he took a train on a, you no, know, I don't that know. one. That, that may have happened Sorry, here in New ahead. York. So that's that way, what I was speaking of. Go ahead. You're right. Go ahead. He went into the. He went towards the cockpit of the airplane, and they tackled the hell out of his ass because nine eleven, blah right. blibbity blah blah. Right. And they were like, later on, uh, he's kind of slow. He just wanted to see how things worked. <laughs> so I'm saying that to say sometimes, which I know they do have air shows, and the kid who grew up on military bases. Where you can go on a plane and go on a cockpit. Mm. The MTA may need to set up a bus, a train, uh, even the ferries, and just let people Get go on take control, maybe take it for a little uh, spin. It'll fill their fantasies. So fill their fantasies so they ain't got to wow. be on the bus. And if they do hijack it, they at least know how to stop it. You know what makes this story worse is that he didn't even have a real gun. It was a BB gun. Yeah. Which I was like, wow. But you know, trying to find out if a gun is real or not, hey. 
Yeah, nah, a lot of fools in the grave. Nah. That ain't real. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'll take your word for it, bro. Oh, wow. Is that, it real now? That was a real gun. Yep. So, yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's funny. Who had to find out? It's not even real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as the streets been saying. It, you fuck around and find out. It reminds me, there's a viral clip from years ago that came out. It was a guy who was a security guard working in some Atlanta mall. And, like, um, he had, like, a taser. And there was a family that was, like, acting up in the mall. So he told them to leave. He pulls out his taser that has a body cam on it. Now, he's telling them to leave or he's going to shoot. There's a girl in front, like, she looks right into the barrel of the taser. She's like... That ain't no real thing. He ain't gonna do nothing with that. That ain't real. He's like, and the guy said, fuck around and find out. And she was like, what you gonna do? You ain't doing nothing. And starts pushing him. He's like, back up, man. Back up. And she didn't, man. He lit that voltage up. That bitch froze and shook and then went to the ground. I said, damn. She found out how it feel. Woke up, grabbed her. It was the funniest. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't, yeah. don't fuck around and find out. He the worst that. part is. Black eyewitness man or woman gonna mm-hmm. be there to tell him how you fucked around and found out. <laughs> then she gonna say, it ain't real. It ain't real. He was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> she started to shake it like James Brown. She was shaking all over. <laughs> it's a mad world. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't. Fell down. Don't Damn. fuck around and find out. Wow, this is good, man. This is good. I mean, I miss this. This is fun, man. Me and Phil get chopping up. And we're going to be back in the penthouse soon. Have y'all been enjoying the videos? Have you been watching the YouTube? Because we got our YouTube channel on popping now. So please go like, share, subscribe up on the YouTube channel. But B-U-T-I-D-K, though. But I don't know, though. And it's on YouTube. We on all the... Um, Podcast platforms to subscribe there, and we got a social media page. Yeah, but I don't know though. Pod, so if you're trying to stalk us, you can find out where we are. Find us on the gram and YouTube. And, yeah, we there. You know, get them views up. Thank you. Get them views up. Yeah, come on. Those of you who are listening, and those of you who ain't, we we don't. Those appreciate of you, you at all. Those of you who are ghost listening, like you don't subscribe, but you listen to the episode, we appreciate you. But we need you to subscribe. You know what I mean. Phil trying to get an extension put on the penthouse. He needs another room for his uh, for his car collection. So help us out. And also, you can follow us on our own accounts too. Ava Mason official on Instagram. How they can find you, Phil? (laughs) How can they find you? At I am Phil Hunt on all social media. Yeah, I blanked out there for a minute. (laughs) All right, so let's go. We'll do segment two. We'll come right back. And uh, do some advice. Do some advice, yes. Fuck up your life. Yeah, why not? Or can save it. I'm, I don't know. You never know. I might need some advice. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, but I don't know that we're here. Uh, he had a nice little musical break. Phil, you want to do that uh, Ice Spice song you like so much? Nah, you do bro. a really good, you do a good version of it, bro. Don't, I like, I like your style. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, um... So I need some advice. We we come into the advice part of the podcast, you know, where the two of us try to help out the public. You know, we're not counselors or therapists, but we're two guys with common sense that are comedians. So you might get some good advice. You might get you might get blamed, kind of like I did when I fell down at Caroline's uh, like a week or two, couple weeks ago, and 
Phil witnessed the whole thing. Nah, but I'll remind you. You was jet lagged and you just walked into a room full of people and just fell over. While somebody was on stage. Sure was. It was so weird that I was just like, this guy. (laughs) Uh, If I could just explain my side of what happened. You lost so much weight you can't stand. It was dark. You're right. There's like a step when you're in the back. You have to walk up. It's only one step. Very low step, but... My big feet didn't, I didn't see it. My big feet caught it. And instead of just trying to stand up from there, I tried to catch myself with my other foot. And that one got caught under the step. And then I just went forward, flat face, with right in front of Phil, actually, which I, which was pretty funny. Because when I did that, then nobody, like, everybody was like, you okay? Phil was like, look at this guy. What'd you say? Falling down or something to meet people or something. <laughs> something. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. We're glad it didn't make the news that uh, you know we didn't get a black eyewitness man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had seen him. He had came up in here and had felt over. That's a Lord, Lord, Lord. Did somebody put some? Nah, it must have been a gust of wind in here because he just felt over. Yeah, and everybody just kind of... Nobody really laughed. Everyone was like, damn. I laughed because I know you and I know you have better posture. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see the damn step that I had to play it off. I thought you was working on your reels. Uh, You're always dying in them episodes. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. go. Felt like you was working on your dying pose as you came in. Working on my bit. Gotcha. Tightening up your uh, fall for for one of your reels. You know, I made a quick exit after I fell, too. I didn't stick around there. I just, hey, I'm okay. I'm good. And I kind of ran to the back. (laughs) Let that that air clear out, then come back out later. See you licking your wounds. Not at all. I was fine too. Sure, but it's just we 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 uh we try to do our best to help people. I mean, what so. season is it? Season? What what season is this? Why don't you tell me what season it is? <laughs> it's, Fall. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite season. <laughs> Didn't see that. Don't coming. say autumn. Didn't see. No, nah, I see <laughs> Fall. Yeah. Everything's going down. Okay. Well, it was fun. Uh, you sprung back up. <laughs> I had to. What do you do in that situation? Do you, you stay? You just skip right over winter. You fell and you sprung. <laughs> right. right back to spring. Why not? Anyway. <laughs> what do I do, Phil? Do you fall down in a situation like that? Do you stay on the ground and give it a couple of moments? Or do you get up and exit? I mean, I don't really want people to. To think I'm in pain, it depends on if something knocked me over, because then you could get a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. You know, we all seen uh, my man AJ Johnson on for Friday. Ezel, yeah. my, my neck, neck my, my back, neck, my back, my, my neck, neck and, and my, my back. back. <laughs> <laughs> so we can sell out of court right now for twenty dollars or whatever he said. But yeah, so it all depends, you know. But yeah, I I can't say that I make a habit of falling. The only time I can say I really fell. It's winter when it's icy out. Icy, yeah. And like it's usually you know on the street where you fall down. The first thing you do is look around because it didn't nobody notice. Hurry up to get up. Mm-hmm. Now you have to explain that here. wet spot on your back. And that that's hard to explain later. But yeah, I can't uh, say I've made a habit of falling yet. But I look forward to becoming a senior citizen and taking some dives. I don't know what inspired you. Or like I said, I, I just, thought this was a method you know, acting technique. I was I was not watching where I was walking, and I, mm-hmm. I you know I was looking at the stage, and I just missed it. But the only thing is like, uh, 
I just wish when I felt I didn't make that much noise because normally people fall, you, you know, it's a little thing. Well, I felt all your hoes, boom, boom, boom. I was like, oh, you big guy, man. Ah, just sounded worse than what it was. I was like, damn, y'all right? Well, like, most people catch themselves. That's why it was so funny. You're also dark, and it was a dark room, and I remember you just had on this red jacket. I did. <laughs> and just seeing this red jacket go down. Was pretty funny, probably to most people. Uh, like I said, I think I'm the only one that started laughing. He did. Like, you know what? I know you're perfectly all right. Yeah. Everybody else thinks you suffer from like some sort of ailment, <laughs> and they're trying to help you up. But it's like, now nah, this is a grown ass, healthy man. Yeah, just who just came in here and fell over. I sure no did. Reason. Quick, I was walking fast too because I was just trying to get to the back and boom, boom, bang. But anyway, let's get to some people who need who have who have real trauma and need real help. There's some really good questions. The only trauma that I had was my ego and begging Phil not to tell any other comedians because <laughs> I mean, any of the thirty comedians that helped you up. <laughs> so you was was all sorts of comedians helping you. Words going to get out. <laughs> famous comedians helping you off the ground. Oh, God. Uh, okay, I don't want to. Well, I gotta, I gotta, I have to do this. We have to be, we're gonna have to ask this question. How can I get past my belief that women's college graduates are inflexible, coddled, and entitled? I have a strong opinion about something that's making me biased as a manager. I'm a woman and I dislike the idea of women's colleges. I feel things people cannot help like age, race, disability, or sexual orientation are not the same as college choice. People pick where they go to college. There's a few things that led me to this opinion. This, okay, that's not too bad. I thought it was going to be a long letter. I was about to skip it. Um, number one, when women's colleges were created, it was because women were not admitted to men's colleges. This made a lot of sense. Now women may have many more options for education, and I think they no longer serve a purpose. Two, I think women self-selecting to only have an education with each other is a bit precious. There is no avoiding men. They make up half the population. Deliberately selecting to learn only with other women illustrates to me intolerance and inflexibility. Number three, men's colleges would only be banned, but let's say men's only colleges would be banned, but women's only are still acceptable. I think as women, the best way to combat sexism and misogyny is to insist things are equal. In addition to this, when I meet a woman who attended a woman's college, I assume she will expect a more than average amount of coddling. I expect entitlement and privilege. I expect her to have difficulty working with the men on our team. It hasn't been an issue at work until we went through a restructuring and my team needed two new people. I sat in on the hiring process. One of the applicants was from a women's college and ultimately the hiring committee selected her. My boss pulled me aside and said, that he knows I had an immediate dislike to this new hire, but she was a sound applicant and I need to respect their decision. I did not realize I was so obvious with my dislike until he said this. I need to manage her fairly. If I could flip a switch in my brain to not have this bias, I would. I anticipate a lot of comments like just stop thinking about women's colleges, but it's not that easy. How do I override a bias and learn to disregard a choice I genuinely think shows poor judgment? Now, I want to be very clear. I am aware this is a bias, and I want to overcome it to manage my employee fairly. Well, I think, yeah, I, I think, first off, I think she's brave to admit it. I mean, as they say, the first step to recovery is yeah. admitting there that you, you 
have a problem. Mm -hmm. She at least has acknowledged she has a problem. And I mean, I guess if there's a scale, then there's bias, which, you know, there's even inherent bias, meaning if you're black and you're left-handed, you know, you play basketball, you probably going to relate. Your favorite player is going to probably be black and left-handed. Mm -hmm. So there's inherent bias, and then there's these biases that we pick up throughout the years. As long as it doesn't slip into prejudice, I think that's where it starts a problem. Once you become prejudiced, now discrimination. So, yeah, like I said, I like that she at least acknowledges. I'd, I'd hate to think. I'd hate to hear what she thinks of someone who went to a black college. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing. Because it's like... Because it's the same thing. You know, and same HBCU thing. doesn't mean you don't know how to talk to white people or interact with them. It mm -hmm. just means, in this particular case, you'd rather be around your own. And I bet yeah. there are some things at the women's college that make it easier for those girls, you know. Maybe it's easier to focus in class when there isn't a boy looking over your shoulder who... You know, you may find attractive, and now you, you know, you, you know how many women yeah. get pregnant in college, and I mean, it's not like class never ends. They can always leave the campus. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, yeah, she needs to let go of that, and I love that this guy, <laughs> you know, her boss picked up on that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It just seems really like you, you are a woman. How are you being biased against women? And like I'm saying, what is this, this, employee what is her life experience her work experience and yeah. you're you're too focused on the college experience yeah, that she that went was there four and... years of her life as yeah. opposed to she's 24 there were 20 other years or you know what i mean 18 yeah. other years that um, she interacted with boys i think that yeah I, and so the letter writer i think you need to have a coconut smile because like you you don't focus on the person's capability at the job. You focus on her education. So to get over your bias, I think what you need to do, you need to learn maybe more about women's colleges, maybe do some research and see the kind of curriculum so you don't make these blanket statements. Because you already admit that you never went to one of those colleges. You don't see the point of it. So I need to learn more about women's colleges. There's a couple. Maybe I can get in as a... Um... Want to call that affirmative action? <laughs> I can get in on that note. So be affirmative action high <laughs> admission. I've seen a few videos on Pornhub about women's colleges. Oh anyway. God! <laughs> I'm just here to fix yeah. Nah, uh, I think man. Oh, they got me in this dormitory. Oh, there's all women here. Oh no! <laughs> My car broke down, and now I need a place to sleep. <laughs> oh man! Can I use your phone? What do you mean you don't have any cash to pay me? <laughs> do I accept any other forms of payment? going to have to figure something out here. <laughs> I don't accept cash. Oh, out. man. Oh, Got to do something. I might have to take the car. Storylines. Absolutely. But, anyway. um, ma'am, you need to learn more about these colleges. Educate yourself. And you uh, and to give it a fair... Yeah, would you, you have know, the same bias? As it was, was black. From an all-male college, a historically black university, what... Mm -hmm. What is these biases? And like I said, I do like that she at least admits that because yeah. a lot of people will never admit that. But it's like, yo, you know, if you want women to get further in the world, you are a woman. So how are you biased against a woman? Like, it's just yeah, it's crazy. Self-hate. Uh, you know what? Just going back to what we were talking about earlier, what do you think about Candace Owens? Do you think she's uh, sane or do you think she's, you think she put her in that category with Kanye? 
she had she had a book that came out recently uh, about I the think whole nobody George would care if Candace Owens wasn't cute, and I say that because you know there was a diamond and silk. You remember the two old church looking ladies that were for Trump, uh-huh. and they would say a bunch of stuff. Oh, y'all need to quit running from the police. And I mean, there's grandmas who would tell you that, but it's like, yo, this doesn't need to be on TV. You just disagree with every black person. That's what it Most feels like. people, that doesn't mean you're a talent or anyone that we need to hear from. So I think if Candace Owens wasn't cute, she wouldn't have a career. But because she looks good, they love putting her out there. People like looking at her. And I also think, like, her origin story is weird. Like, you know, she, she won money from, like, the NAACP. She sued somebody. When she was like 14. I'm about to look this up. It was like a big thing in her town. She won money. So it's like, and she like has pictures with Al Sharpton when she was like a kid. So maybe she saw something on the other side of that that Uh was nasty and disgusting. But I think, I think she's more of a reaction, like an overcorrection. Yeah. That it's like, okay, maybe when you got discriminated against when you were 13, it did something to you because that's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a really um, huge development age in life. Yeah, something happened. So to have something traumatic happen, I think it, you know, looking at Al Sharpton up close pushed her to the other side. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's not Al Sharpton. Let me not put that on Brother Al, but Jesse Jackson. I think that she has a picture with either or that maybe Jesse came and said, "Hey." You know, we know this was a small incident, but we can blow it up really big and we get you a lot of money. So maybe that's her reason for being like, hey, racism isn't real. You black people are exaggerating. And it's like, no, maybe your team was exaggerating. But this is something that really happened down at Tesla where, you know, the brother sued and got all sorts of money for discrimination. Uh-huh. And it's like, and I mean, you bring that up in the middle of this. Uh letter that somebody wrote about discrimination. So it's like, yeah, it's a real thing that people actually deal with. And like I said, it, it's, I, I, like I said, I think if she wasn't cute, she all couldn't of this get away would go with away. Mm. And like I said, I think it's an overcorrection. I think she saw something really nasty about probably how they dis- exploited her, what had happened to her at a young age and got paid and mm. how everybody probably got fat and ate off of whatever happened to her that she's looking at us now like everyone's lying about racism and it's like hey hey everybody ain't lying yeah and whether slavery was a choice or not it happened it sure did that's not a lie so everybody's not lying i'm pretty sure if you ask some of those slaves they'd be like yeah i didn't they took me from home i don't know where i think she's pretty predictable you know, and like, well, she, like she's always going to take she's always going to take the opposite point of whatever well, black people most say. Black people are every single let's time. Be clear, there are some black people who don't agree with us, yeah. and that's fair. I and see. they're able to have their own opinions. But like you're saying, she's one note. Whereas Kanye might say George Bush don't care about black people yesterday, and then today wear a White Lives Matter shirt. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, explain, dude, because I'm you know, yeah. a lot of us are confused. What do you think? Because yeah. You know, he'll say something one day and then the next day. And if you listen to his lyrics, what he say? Even if you're in a binge, you're still a nigga in a coup. These yeah, are yeah. lines that he's dropped over the years that are genius yeah. level thinking. So you go, 
you know, what is the White Lives Matter shirt about? Yeah. Yeah, I've been so, trying to. I've been trying to think about understand Candace for a while because it, it just I don't never seems nothing to understand. She'll never seem to. No, she'll it's, never seem to take any anything that we say. Anything what as most black, black people, people are saying. At I don't, I disagree with like she she's against reparations. She's against you know right. not. Well, I mean, like one note, and like I said, I think if she wasn't cute and a good-looking woman mm -hmm. that you would see her a lot less. Because like I'm saying, mm -hmm. I haven't seen Diamond and Silk since Trump left office. And I and it's not that I'm looking for them, which people listening are like, who the hell is Diamond and Silk? Boy, go down to the strip club. But these is two women you wouldn't want to see naked. <laughs> they look like your aunt and grandmas. Put it on. Put it on. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Um, we got another question. This is, a, this is a good one. I like this one. How can I get my colleagues to stop asking me to do work for free? Uh -oh. <laughs> uh, Post-retirement, I began volunteering for a nonprofit while finishing a master's degree in a related field. I love the organization and volunteered in multiple aspects of their service offerings, learning about the work to make my employment prospects better once I finish my degree program. The work fills me with satisfaction. When I finished my degree, the organization asked me to join the staff as a contract worker, paid per project in reimbursements that seemed reasonable to me. I am paid out of different budgets managed by individuals I have volunteered with. My quandary is that I am frequently asked by both volunteer leaders and staff to do certain things I did when I was a volunteer, with the expectation that I will still do so unpaid. When I explain my new role, folks are put off, confused, frustrated that my efforts might subtract from their budgets or they continue to push for my free labor. I am three months into the new arrangement and nobody can offer me guidelines for how to handle this. The senior boss made a brief announcement to clarify at a staff meeting. A few people have thrown some great projects my way, paying me promptly, but others continue to ask if I am available without my new professional title. <laughs> my line drawing is becoming awkward. And these are people I have volunteered with for years. Thoughts? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you is keep telling them yesterday's price is not today's price. Yeah, you got yourself, go a, got yourself a promotion. You don't work for free anymore. You know, you do a couple. Like when I used to DJ, Phil, like when, when we were trying to build business and we are trying to get people to like us and our work, mm -hmm. I would go to different parties and I would, you know, work for three hours and I only charge them $50. You know, you do the three-hour part, do around. Mm -hmm. So, like, after six, seven months, almost a year, I was like, all right, no more free parties. I'm going to need, like, 200, 300. Yeah, Are you, you charging? offering yeah. me by then because I done done so many freebies for you. But yeah, no more free a lot work. of times that's not what happens. You have to draw that line for people and really tell them, hey, yeah. put up a sign if you got to. It's better when you ain't got to say it. Yeah, no free it's labor. It's like, I don't got to say that. Here's a sign. It's understood. I know I used to do things. And mm -hmm. if you appreciate me for those things I now used to pay do, me. pay me now. Pay me now. It's yeah. all good. Pay me. And why? And on their end, why would you want? I've never been a person that wants somebody to do something. For free. No. For free. Yeah. I remember somebody kind of putting me up on the strategy of paying a bartender before they even make you drink. Right. And you find out that glass be a little more full. Yeah. yeah. That drink be a little bit stronger. Yeah, I'll take care that of That it's like, bruh, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. But also, so, yeah, I, I don't understand a person that wants somebody to do something for Free. Yeah, it's also, uh, I think it's a part of like educating the people because maybe 
Maybe some of them don't know that she got promoted. Maybe some of them just, you know, still figure. Maybe still this doing. is that same manager lady. That <laughs> <laughs> just sees her. She went to a women's college. And uh, that lady just sees her as inferior. We're not going to pay you for this work. Uh, do the same shit. You want to get paid? When you was an intern. You will do it for free and like it. We're giving you an opportunity by working here. You're getting experience. I hate yeah, I hated that. That's nasty. I used to hate that. When I used to intern at radio stations, and I, like, I had worked at a bunch of stations, and I want to get paid. They're like, well, we're giving you, we're paying you with experience. You get to sit behind a board Man. and be in a real station. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting behind a board and working. I'm not doing my own show. I'm running the board, but it's not, it's, I'm that's not getting paid. crazy. You guys are just taking free labor from me and telling me I'm getting a free t-shirt. Yeah, man. We, we learn often in entertainment. Exploitation versus exposure. Oh, God. That is like, man, those two words are real close. Real close. Real close. Round from each other, man. But this, this has been a dope show, man. Like, I'm glad to be back, man. Like, uh... Yeah, yeah you going anywhere? Fun. Are you going anywhere uh, anytime soon? Uh, I'll throw up that I'll be in D.C. next month, so... Okay. Uh, around Thanksgiving, I'll be in D.C. I think that weekend with Alonzo Bowden, so there's that. And, I mean, I got some stuff around the city that okay. but always it seems like I'm announcing it, and it's like, oh, that already happened when you put the episode yeah, out. Yeah, it's so. Tuesday. Every Tuesday, new episode. So not going to be too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, and so, yeah, I think same. I'm at New York Comedy Club this Monday. But, again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm also uh, around the city, so follow our Instagram and Twitter feeds if you want to see where we're going to be working at. Um, Avery Mason official on Instagram, the Avery Mason on Twitter. And where can they follow you and your moves, Phil? Uh, at I am Phil Hunt on all social media. That's where I am. Well, he's about to at crash. I am, and uh, at Phil Hunt, you know. I just know if we had some vodka here, you, that you that'd be it for you. Yeah, I'm a little out. tired, but it is what well, it is. We're gonna wrap it up, We're man. About two hours, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, man, but it's catching up, you know, catching up on stuff. So listen, look, if you got your questions, you want me and Phil to answer, feel free to DM us. Uh, at but I don't know though pod on Instagram send the DM we'll get it we'll read it on air if you need help and any any question there's no question that's off limits ask your questions because we 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 are welcoming even if you went to a women's college ask your question you're allowed to speak on this platform right you're not crazy okay uh, in the coming episodes we're gonna rank them uh black yeah, eyewitness man and woman as for y'all you got we got our favorites and there's a lot there's a lot mm-hmm. but um y'all been dope thank you for listening like share subscribe And we'll see y'all next week. Remember, new episodes every Tuesday. Thank you. Peace. You have been listening to But I Don't Know Though, hosted by Avery Mason and Phil Hunt. Please follow the show at But I Don't Know Though Pod on Instagram, spelled B U T I D K. T-H-O-P-O-D. You can also follow Avery Mason at Avery Mason Official on Instagram and TikTok and The Avery Mason on Twitter. Make sure to follow Phil Hunt at I Am Phil Hunt on all social media. We record live at WTF Media Studios in the heart of New York City on Canal Street. And if you like the show, please do us a favor. Like the episode, share it with your friends, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. New episodes every Tuesday.
but I don't know. 